0: What's going on with dance and stuff? What's happening with dance and things? What's going on? What's What's happening? happening? What's going on with dance and stuff? And, well, I'm recording too. (laughs) I like that I said, I was counting down one, One. two, three, and I went one, and I heard bing on your side. You're ready to go. And one. Right away. Right away. And 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 one. Um, Well, hello. It is a snow globe wonderland. Here in it, yeah. New York.
1: It is that kind of good kind of like picture snow, movie snow.
0: It is absolutely movie snow. Um, and uh, yeah, and you know, I think here we're going to be okay. Um, clearly not okay in Texas.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's been quite the story.
0: Read. Yeah, can you hear me? Nope, can't at all.
1: Wh- why? Why?
0: It's, you're, it's like so far away, like it's... Oh, I know
1: why. Can you hear me
0: now? Yeah, I can hear you now.
1: Oh, okay. Great.
0: <laughs> Did you just walk away uh, from your headphones?
1: Well, I walked away from one headphone. Just one.
0: I see. But you I, have wireless I g- headphones. I, You know what? I have to throw it out here to everybody. I'm not a fan of the wireless headphones. They're just, they don't work. No one I know has them that work, has ones that work. When people talk to me on them, I'm just like, this is, your Bluetooth sucks. And it just doesn't work. I'm going to
1: go ahead and disagree
0: because I'm obsessed with my wireless headphones. For you. Yes, absolutely. It does seem that the people who are wearing them like them. The the people who have to hear on the other side, not as much. So maybe people with wireless headphones should only talk to each other because they will have the same frustration level uh, agreement. It's not so much
1: about phone calls as it is about listening to podcasts and music as you walk around in in the world. But you're not really, you're not a listener in that way.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I do listen to music on my headphones and I do listen to relax melodies on my headphones. (laughs) Which I've done many shouts (laughs) outs. Shouts Shouts. outs. Shouts outs, binaural beats, everybody. Uh, Shouts out to the binaural beats. I love the free relaxed melodies and putting on the relaxed binaural beats. And those will really, (laughs) those will put me right to sleep. I have fallen asleep on Amtrak. I've fallen asleep on planes. Um, If you have intense insomnia, as I do, I can't remember. Recommend relaxed melodies. I do fall asleep with them in, and then generally wake up at some point to like pull them out of my ear because I roll on my side, and then my ear is in pain, and I'm like, "What's in my ear?" My headphones. Um,
1: oh, I would never. I would never go to bed with a headphone in. Well,
0: you know, sometimes I've got to do what I've got to do to shut yeah. this brain down, which runs yeah. at about five hundred million miles an hour. <laughs>
1: 525 stop it, Reed. That is
0: disgusting. (laughs)
1: It's true.
0: How dare you sing that heinous song to me on the (laughs) phone? (laughs) Um, uh, okay, so yes, just just brief um uh just briefly in terms of current events wow texas wow uh watch everyone watch the david attenborough documentary um
1: oh i have to do that
0: let's, we're we are heading towards goodbye so you already eat less meat which is great um and uh you know in many many other ways i think you're pretty sustainable um I, I certainly am trying to not leave a huge carbon footprint, but it's basically kind of like this is if we don't like do a radical shift, this is gone by 2080. There's no disagreement about it. But you and I will be gone by then. It's like, um, well,
1: maybe not. There's that, you know, French nun who's 117 or whatever, and you know, by then I'll be, I'll be, a, I'll be a hundred.
0: Well, we will apps. Our bones will be completely blown away by the land storms.
1: What's <laughs> 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 a landstorm? Like
0: just a full kind of tornado whipping up from the land. Like it's just the atmosphere is just going to be so unstable it, that we're just going to be your terror of all of a sudden being lifted off the earth might come true yours of course is about gravity it's not that we'd lose that but you might get whipped right up into the clouds
1: <laughs> oh the gravity fear don't remind me about that I don't
0: or but, you have to hold on to a telephone pole while you're I always, ha- I always have this me. fear
1: that, like, as I start floating up, I'm, like, within inches of, like, a, a lamppost. <laughs> and I just, my fingers just slip <laughs> off of it. And I just keep going up.
0: Sandra Bullock. Um, uh, and- wait,
1: by the way. Yes? My, that fear was, was illustrated in this movie that I just saw that I can't remember the name of starring the handsome man from Search Party. The Boyfriend. Okay, you know, you know who I'm talking about, right?
0: The one with the glasses. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: So he starred in this movie with this other comedy actress. I cannot remember her name. And, anyways, it was about that they go upstate. Like Brooklyn ice. Oh, they like Brooklynites. Oh yeah, to- yeah. And then it's the end of the world, kind of. These, like, weird uh-huh. poof balls, rat things come to, like, kill everybody. Right. But at the end of the movie, they get...
0: Wait, they this touch... spoiler alert, everyone. Spoiler alert. So if you want to watch <laughs> yeah. this movie, Reed, don't say Now, Reed, is this a movie that I would like and might possibly want to watch?
1: I don't know.
0: Probably not. So know. go ahead. Just tell me the end.
1: They touch this, like, they're in the woods and mm. they found... They have this baby now because they they came across these, like... Murdered parents and mm-hmm. they took the baby, mm-hmm. and they come across this like glass object in the woods. And mm-hmm. they like, wow, it's so pretty. So they like touch it. And as they're looking at it, suddenly they're surrounded by a glass dome or like an icy dome. And then they're like, well, this is crazy. And then, and then they can't get out of it and they can't be heard screaming in it. And then suddenly it starts lifting off the ground. And mm-hmm. it's one of the like, transportation devices for these aliens. And they just go up, 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 and away. And that's the end of the movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, I love it. That's really good. That's really good. That's so funny. You know, I love a kind of comedy, sci-fi, horror, you know, as well about, like, New Yorkers who are like, let's move... Let's move to the cat skills um and not uh, it even
1: it's like let's just go have a weekend in the Catskills
0: oh my god even yeah. m- even more you know huge um let's see some other current events uh, tremendous, wonderful Rush Limbaugh is dead
1: uh, thank the well if only more of these people would die,
0: totally, unfortunately, Lindsey Graham is still alive. And um, he is
1: still alive. What and it's sad. Don- Donald Trump is with us. What? Mitch McConnell is with us.
0: These, these Ted trash Cruz. people, these Ted trash Cruz people, lives on. these trash Josh people, Josh Holloway.
1: Josh Holloway should have like a, a premature brain aneurysm. I mean, know?
0: absentee, honey. This thing of like uh, uh, what, what terrorism at the Capitol? Calm down, everybody, <laughs> just calm down. Calm down. It's a real uh, Yeah. Yep. So anyhow, that that does remain a bummer. And um but you know, maybe maybe people will just continue to consume a lot of meat, have a lot of kids, and this'll all just be gone soon. So there you go. There yeah. you go. Um, Gosh,
1: I need to watch this David Attenborough thing.
0: Oh, well, also, my God, when he was young, honey, honey.
1: I could see it. Oof, girl. He's got that kind of great head of hair still.
0: Oh, honey. I mean, when you see him when he's young and he's, like, you know, wearing those khaki explorer shorts and um, (laughs) uh, his legs look, you know, toned because he's, like, walking all the time, not going to the gym and... He just looks so stunningly beautiful and is like gorillas love him i just ugh, i love him we khaki
1: we, explorer shorts
0: i said khaki
1: yeah i know khaki
0: oh, oh what oh, okay that's what you said okay yeah you thought
1: i said tacky remember who um who else used to wear those was that crocodile guy who got eaten by a crocodile
0: he did but now his uh, that's actually not what happened um
1: <laughs> oh what happened to him
0: he was stung by a, a Stingray and it killed him. Oh, um, he branched
1: out and got killed.
0: So, uh, well, I mean, he frequently was—he wasn't branching out. He was frequently exploring these, you know, animals and. Um, but his family has him. How do I know about him?
1: mm -hmm. Uh,
0: it was. I don't. I don't know why this. I don't know. I'm an Aquarius. I I have (laughs) knowledge of things that are news sort of like that in some way. My hair is literally turning into David Lynch's hair. As I as I watched Twin Peaks season 3 for like the 6th time just to sort of soothe myself. I think we've watched season 3 two times in a row in the last 2 weeks. And um my hair is just literally turning into that just wow. Curly, wild, white. Um very electricity for those of you who know uh twin peaks we should move into questions we should really oh
1: already right i think okay. so unless you have I anything wanna... else you want to say well i just had two things garen mm-hmm. sent me a video of um a kind of cooking asmr no faces um um cookie icing thing that martha stewart did with her while her daughter alexis filmed it but alexis Alexis. sounds as if (laughs) alexis oh my god absolutely (laughs) it's it's same alexis sounds as if she has she's either wearing a mask which didn't occur to me till later but it sounds as if she's covered in gauze like plastic surgery style like her jaw's been wired shut which is what i'm going to just choose to believe Mm -hmm. that she's she's staying with her mother while she's recovering from some kind of treatment and martha stewart is icing these cookies and their dialogue and the way in which martha is icing these valentine's day hearts is it's really priceless will you You send it to me
0: yes thanks
1: it's so strange and aggressive was it on
0: instagram or youtube
1: i believe it was on instagram
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not there right now, so you'll have to forward it to me, um, somehow. And uh, but I,
1: I remember when Alexis Stewart was renovating like one of her New York Alexis her (laughs) New York loft, and they did a story about it in Martha Stewart Living.
0: Uh
1: I remember how she like did this kind of like new agey terrazzo floor. It was like a poured concrete kind of thing, Mm -hmm. but it had some stuff in it. Okay. But. You know, it was a very smooth finish, but she had it curve up the wall a few in it a few inches to be the baseboards. Right. And I thought that is ideal for cleaning. I was like, that's the dream. Yeah. That's the dream.
0: And then all you have to do is get a custom made curved Swiffer. And then you <laughs> <laughs> just <laughs> Swish uh, around, around the apartment no, on roller skates. but it's just, it's such a <laughs> narrow curve
1: Any Swiffer could just get right in there And no seams, no seams anywhere
0: I do love that, I do love that I hope have the floors of- are also heated underneath Because I will say, I love going to um, An incredibly wealthy person's marble floored home But then I'm always like, I don't think I shall take my feet uh, My shoes off here
1: I shall, have you heard of the word mukbang?
0: No. I oh, just needed well, to let I, that sit in my consciousness I, for a moment.
1: I had never heard it till this week. And mm-hmm. apparently it's like a trending vlogger YouTube activity where people sit and just eat a lot.
0: Oh, yes. I absolutely know what this is. This is where they'll get like a huge, like hot steaming bowl of like lobsters and clams and um, all sorts of what have you, potentially. And then just eat eat it with this fierce microphone by them. And it is so, it really, I already think watching people eat is gross. I, you know, I've, I'm someone who doesn't want anyone to see me eat. And, um, (laughs) so I, I, someone did send me one of them and I was like, um, I, this is, and it was the woman eating like squid and, uh, like full tentacles, like ripping the tentacles and smashing them into like her that. mouth, and I was like, "I'm not." Uh-uh. I don't like that. Okay, so do you have something else to talk to me about? Were those um, the two? Was it Alexis and no, mukbang? <laughs>
1: Alexis. Uh, that's really it. That's okay. really it.
0: I don't want to talk um, anymore about mukbang. It's gross.
1: No, me neither. It's really gross. Okay. We're going to move into our questions after we're from our sponsor or not.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't think so. I think we're just moving right in.
1: Okay. So are you ready, Jack?
0: I am ready.
1: This is a longer email slash question from Caitlin. And the subject is life advice. Hi, Jack and Reed. Hi, Reed and Jack. I love the show, and I appreciate you opening the podcast up to the world of advice slash life problem solving. Here's what I'm having a hard time with, and I would love any insight that you two might be able to offer. I'm a 34-year-old dancer, choreographer, and teacher. I graduated from the MFA program at University of Illinois last May. Prior to the pandemic, I had plans to move to NYC to try to live that performance gig life with full support from my MFA mentors. I previously lived in NYC after completing my undergrad and left because I was overwhelmed by concrete and a work schedule that gave me no days off. This last year, I felt that I was in a better place to make connections, take my shit seriously, and perform in work that I had been dreaming about since I was a wee young lass. But of course, there's one major complication to all of this. During my time in graduate school, I sustained an injury that led me to discover I have a torn labrum with hip Mm -hmm. dysplasia. After seeing three doctors, it's been recommended that I have major hip re- reconstructive surgery called the P A P A O. They fracture my pelvis in three and then shift it over, over the head of the femur and screw it back together. Right. In my two plus years of researching this surgery and its relationship to dance, I've been coming up short and finding folks in my age group that have had the surgery and returned to dance. I desperately want to go to New York and fulfill my dreams, but I'm feeling that maybe this surgery is a must regardless of all the successful pain management. I created some some days I can't sit for more than 30 minutes, other days I feel amazing, and I've been dancing better than ever. That was in parentheses, you can see how it can be very confusing for my mind and body. Here's my question. Do you know anyone who has had the surgery? Listeners, do you know folks who've had this surgery? Am I creating a romanticized idea about what dance in New York? Um, about what, sorry, about what dance is like in New York? And should I follow the trends of the pandemic and let the uh, decentralization of dance allow me to have the surgery and live out in the country away from all the trash and expansive apartments, expensive apartments, rather expansive. Well, apartments. they, I
0: was like, they are expansive because <laughs> I am literally watching high rise after high rise claim the waterfront and it's Greenpoint. true. But like, we,
1: we, we can't go in those apartments.
0: No, but they're expanding.
1: <laughs> How do you two, Oh, this is another question. How do you two imagine the field shifting, uh, post pandemic, Sorry, that's a lot of questions. I've truly dreamed about asking y'all these questions for the last year. Going for a slow, thoughtful walk while listening to your podcast was the only thing that got me moving again after getting this diagnosis. You've both given me hope and also spoken to the darkness that lives inside of me, Jack. Thank you for being transparent with your despair. It's truly appreciated to know I'm not alone with depression and PTSD.
0: Yes. Okay. You are welcome for that. here to serve. So, uh, read, why don't you start with the hip replacement questions?
1: So uh, for the hip replacement question, you know, Jack and I are both lucky enough to, uh, not deal with that kind of hip pain. Uh, I think, you know, in my experience with those who've had a lot of um, hip damage, there's something about the shape of the pelvis and also the amount of looseness you have. And, uh, you know, people who are extremely loose tend to run into these problems more often. And both Jack and I have, you know, femur heads that sit securely in the socket. <laughs> so that's which is good, good for us. Yeah. Um, but I reached out to uh, those people that I know who've had, um, hip trouble and have and have pursued surgical intervention so I'll just go through them so Drew Jacoby a dancer choreographer friend of the podcast and one of my oldest friends says "Ugh, sounds like a nightmare I've never heard of that surgery I'd recommend them to see docs at HSS in New York City what
0: is HSS, Jack? Do you know? I think she might be talking. I'm assuming Harkness. <clears throat> HSS. I'm well, guessing Harkness, this... but I mean, one can just do a cursory Google and find out. But I do think that you know, the well, I'm Harkness, sure Caitlin, Caitlin must know the what Harkness that is. dance um, surgeons are are really you know those are who I have talked to when I was dealing with like my foot, etc. Go on. Okay.
1: Well, HSS, they are rated number one in the country, and I know they work specifically with dancers returning to their careers. I have hip dysplasia and a labral tear too, but that surgery sounds so dramatic. Okay, that was Drew. Heather Lang. So Heather Lang is another friend of the podcast and a uh, dancer, Broadway performer, actress, etc. And recently a uh, new mother. Congratulations, Heather.
0: Congratulations, Heather.
1: Heather, damn, I don't know anything about that surgery. Wish I could be of service. All I know is from my perspective on hip replacement is that anything was better than what I was dealing with. I couldn't sit or stand for longer than 20 to 30 minutes, and I was limping. Dance was miserable, and most of all, the most important thing that came up was a quality of life issue. Like, if I can't bend down to pick up my kid or run or walk or do anything without feeling like complete ass, then... The question is like, does dance even matter? Tea. And so the only advice I have for this person is like, sort your feelings out about dance, your relationship to it, your identity, not necessarily in a, in, a, um, in a bow perfectly, because there's no such thing. But like, if you can't enjoy your life because of this pain, then it doesn't really matter if you're dancing good or not. I couldn't dance without pain and I had no range of motion. I could barely do any moves. I mean, I was faking it. No one knew. But to me, I was like, the hip replacement, I was, wait, what is this? But to me, I was like, the hip replacement can't be any worse than this. Like, I already don't have range, so what am I going to lose? More range? Sure. <laughs> <Right. clears throat> she said, <laughs> I don't know their age, but the younger you are, Avi, the quicker you're going to heal. Yep. Also, the body, the body's very resilient and can heal af- uh, after... So there's some some tricky, <laughs> tricky just read the here.
0: words as they are. Okay.
1: <laughs> also the body's very resilient and can heal and after my surgery oh there we go. I felt like phoenix rising from the ashes. Beautiful. I hope they can find a couple of people who've had it even athletes. I hope they make a good decision for themselves and also meet with a few surgeons. The more perspectives the better and like I said, find anyone who's had it, just so they have a sense of the journey, recovery, et cetera. Obviously I was lucky because tons of dancers have had hip replacements. So that's Heather's advice, which is great. I hope that some of this, I'm sure a lot of this is familiar to Caitlin, but I hope some of it is helpful. And I hope we have other listeners who can reach out to us to give Caitlin more advice because it's certainly outside of my understanding of, of hips
0: yes from my experience uh in my training with kelly kane and and both trying to help people in pain management and then post hip uh replacement surgery i hadn't heard of this either so i really want to um thank uh was it michelle rodriguez yep uh for that insight and um I really concur with what everyone else said. And I think that it it is, it gives uh it's clearer. I think it's I think there is, as we know with pain and surgeries, there are these things of weighing out um your what really what Heather said of quality of life balance. And I do think there's something interesting and in that there's these experiences or these days where there isn't pain. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And so that is really where I would want at least a second or third, maybe fourth opinion on this and on the images. Okay. Um, there's lots of things that can go into uh, pain and inflammation. Uh, uh, one of those things can be stress. And um, so uh, that's, I just also want to posit that that if there's these days where all of a sudden there is no pain and, and she writes in an email, I'm dancing better than ever. And I I find that uh, confusing inside of them that the ask for this very intense surgery. However, if things are starting to get worse, I do uh, agree with Heather. And also mm. it's heartening to hear from Michelle Rodriguez that she's PT'd people post the surgery and they went on to have careers. Right. I mean, yeah. So what? I, are, I really wish
1: wish you luck, Caitlin.
0: Yes, we're wishing you luck, Caitlin. What were there were other questions Caitlin had here, and I got very focused on the hips. So what was the next after that?
1: Uh, it was.
0: Sorry.
1: Let me just get back to it. Um, the other question. I'm going back to Caitlin. How do you two imagine the field shifting post-pandemic?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm really not sure. Uh, um, <laughs> I, think, I think that uh, there... Look, American amnesia is really real, and I, I think there is such a continual desire, and this might not just be American, but this real desire for everything to just go right back. Uh, to To where right. we were, and I can really see the places that have larger access to money, uh, such as uh, uh, you know, famous ballet companies. Um, delving into you know, really getting those donor pockets to open and and just swing back into company life, well, where it's going to affect. <laughs> Uh, the downtown scene and just the sort of structure of arts funding, uh, I think will be bizarre and interesting. Um, but also maybe those people have private eyes too. I don't know. I think maybe it could just go right back to where it was and maybe other people will be curious about something else. What do you have to say, Reed?
1: I think that, you know, the last year has been extraordinarily dramatic and also has demanded that we all really reflect on the shortcomings of our own industry and our own lives, et cetera. And I do think that moving forward from the pandemic, we will be seeing like greater greater racial equity and financial equity and transparency. I think that there will be a demand for that, particularly in in our little New York dance universe. Um, yes, I don't. I don't think there's actually a way of moving forward as things were at this point. It's just like there's too much information, and at this point, because the pandemic has created this kind of network of sharing and communication that didn't previously exist amongst companies. Uh, I think that we're going to be looking at, um, at a dance world that, that requires more effort, you know, in a good way.
0: I like that. Mm -hmm. I, I do, I do, I absolutely agree with, I think that there will be, sorry, I was sort of just speaking more of the, a function, not as much about the uh, social element, which I are obviously inextricably intertwined. Uh, yeah, and so I, yes, I do agree that I think there uh, will, I hope, be more equity, and I am seeing. I mean, we're already having shifts towards that, far greater shifts and more quickly than there were. And uh, mm. I think that is great. Um,
1: I think that this whole thing has also illuminated a lot of different possibilities for sharing and collaboration. Mm-hmm. And you know, the dance world has not been very successful in its in its inquiries about technology. I mean, right. there's a few there's a few kind of anomalies when I'm talking about that, but. I think that this um, the pandemic we will see a big, so a lot of progress in in that way because of the very nature of how we've had to create and and communicate during the pandemic. So, um, I hope that there's going to be uh, more and better dance films and uh, kind of more expansive ways of considering how we how we are in conversation and collaboration as dancers.
0: I also think a dance to me out of all of the art forms is the one that is the closest to death. It is, it is (laughs) the form. Did you
1: say, did you say death?
0: Yeah. It's the, it's the form that is labor and physically labor intensive careers are generally incredibly short. Um, Mm -hmm. The documentation of it is more impossible than the documentation of theater because there is literally a sensorial experience of watching the body live the, at the moment that yeah. is impossible to document on film. And so, what? also being away from it for this amount of time, I also have a hope that as we come back to it, that that depth will, is not resonates. It's something that resonates so much with a dancer. And I'm so, ho- I, I hope that people who run companies and the administrators and are able to also deepen into that to have that impact with audiences that maybe may make a larger audience really crave seeing this form that yeah. expresses life so extremely that that is an expression of its true reality that we're all gonna die. And um, so that I also, I feel actually very excited to see live dance again. And the standard to which I think I will be (laughs) viewing it is probably going to be sharper than when I left seeing it mm. because I think I used to be able to go and see a show that I would think, Oh, that wasn't okay. That was whatever. And it's, I'm glad that person worked that out for themselves. Now, I, I, I don't know. I think we've, we've lived in this experience that is uh, so clarifying in terms of the ultimate reality that it's really, how do you right. want to spend your time?
1: Well, these are the the dangers of knowledge. Knowing a lot makes uh makes, it sort of diminishes the, well, it actually increases the joy of viewership in some situations and and diminishes the joy of viewership in others. Cause knowing, knowing more and delving more deeply into sort of philosophical structures can open one's eyes to how problematic something is or Mm. like how under, under research something is, et cetera. So, you know. I'm of two minds about it. I, I I I really want to enjoy seeing dance, but um you know, our taste refines over time the more the more you know the more you know. <laughs>
0: Is that NBC and the star goes across the the thing? Oh, uh, yeah, the,
1: some PSA. Like, you no, know, it was
0: No, it was like on Oh yeah, but it was on like one of the major networks and it's like Totally. And I think the song went the more you Kidding, it was close to that. It wasn't, definitely it wasn't close to that. It was like, the more the you more know, you know, that's it, that was it. The
1: more you know, I know, I remember
0: it. Wow, good job. Okay, did um, Caitlin uh, have another question?
1: No, that was Caitlin's questions.
0: That was Caitlin's, Caitlin, Caitlin's
1: was a was questions and a lovely, lovely I thought Caitlin also had a question
0: about something about moving to New York versus just allowing, oh. We're going to be rigorous here.
1: Oh, boy. Oh, okay. Am I creating a romanticized idea of what dance is like in New York? And should I follow the trends of the pandemic and let the decentralization of dance allow me to have the surgery and live out in the country? Okay, so there's... Away from all the trash and expensive apartments.
0: To which I'm going to say there is no way to answer that because we're not out of the pandemic yet. And so I don't know.
1: But also, like... I mean, in my heart of hearts, I just like uh, New York is like where American dances, so <laughs> I, I I can't see that changing.
0: But I also, it, I mean, and I'm gonna even like push further and being like New York is where dances. It's yeah. I continually have found it to be the tip of the arrow. It's just so it's so inundated with so much, which means that when something works here. It really works, and um, and also because it's so incredibly difficult here, it refines things like a diamond. Uh, Totally.
1: Which is not to say there's not good dance elsewhere. I mean, I'm not saying there's not good dance
0: elsewhere. I'm just saying that it's it's here. All right,
1: right, right. It's here. Okay. Thank you, Caitlin. That was that that was. uh, you basically generated all of our content for, but today, I so also
0: you. wanted to reflect back on that question what Heather Lang said, which was about quality of life, and right. I do think people need to suss that out for themselves too. I really am going to go back to that Martha Graham. if there's only one way for you to live, then it's clear if right. there's another way, then there's another way
1: wow this 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 podcast today is about um dance is about death (laughs) okay Uh, yeah okay so now we're going to move on to a question from bobby
0: okay okay
1: in a moment of vulnerability what would you say to a professional dancer who wants to retire from concert dance but doesn't know what exactly to do next what if the dancer wants to properly retire but but due to the pandemic it may not happen in that way well, we've already kind of witnessed this happening to those people who were scheduled to retire from ABT in the summer. Stella Abrera did not have a retirement performance, but, you know, you you cry and your friends reach out and then a few days later, you just, you move on with your life because you acknowledge that you've already done so much dancing and what really is, you know, those last few performances, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it It doesn't in the scheme of things. And also like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's true. The philosophical content of this podcast is really, today is really uh, uh, going off. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah. And, you know, and I just saw Stella a few weeks ago at Cotspon uh, where um, she looked really happy and had her dogs and... uh Doing right. work but with dance. I mean,
1: where, where Stella is very lucky is that she already had this structure in place that correct. she would be correct. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> she would be in charge of you know the Kotsban Center. Yeah. So ha- having having something on the horizon can be incredibly reassuring and help in terms of like anxiety about finishing one thing. Right. But. If you're dancing and you're having anxiety about the end of it, you mu- you really need to start cultivating whatever's going to be next in yep. order to like to build the bridge.
0: Yep, I agree. I agree. And yeah. let's say you don't know what that is. That is an excellent time to go to therapy or analysis. Um, mm-hmm. Do do the artist way. I was going to say, read. You didn't. You don't do those, but you did do the artist way, and it really uncovered itself for you through that. <laughs> um I'm a big fan of asking for help. And um uh so but so you have two different opinions here. You have reached it the artist way and it, it really manifested uh your next career path for you while still allowing mm-hmm. you to uh dance for me and Pam. Um and uh, <laughs> um and uh I find that therapy and analysis are really for me have been excellent places to um allow other rooms to open in my mind
1: right and I also think that it's not useful to shut doors on things in my experience with dance you know I went back to school and I made this choice like I'm gonna stop dancing but I didn't really the door never closed and and there's always other – there's different kinds of opportunities that present themselves um, if you already know a thing or are established in a thing. So- totally.
0: I don't – I think, you know, endings in a way are uh, illusory. There's endings – there's no end. The only end is yeah. when you die. So, wow, Absolutely. this podcast is really just death. But um, what else is, you know, it's just so real and it's so everywhere. Um, So – uh. I think also this thing around retirement feels... Well, the retirement with dance has always felt a little weird to me. I understand it in one way, and in another, it feels like maybe something psychological that this person needs to do. And I want to say that, um, I don't know, think of any relationship you ended. Did it really end? Or do you, you know, maybe you don't see that person anymore, but you probably still think about them from time to time. That's, uh, that's with, true. With yeah. something as lovely as dance, um, hopefully was, unless you just really hate it, chances are there's ways to operate in it. And the form itself is one that is fortunately um, enables such various degrees of participation.
1: Well, we know Bobby certainly doesn't hate dance. Bobby loves dance and has really had an incredibly Broad and rich career and Bobby you have more to offer and I really think mm. that it's going to be inside of dance whatever it is because I think that's where your passions lie
0: yeah I'm also um, like if we're talking about forms where it's like I don't want to I, I feel like I don't want to do something let's I don't know what this is really about but if it's I don't want to do classical ballet Anymore, I'm feeling like I'm not hitting that anymore. I'm not saying this is Bobby, but maybe this is, I feel like the retirement thing is something I hear in ballet. I don't hear it when people are like, oh, I'm, I'm going to stop dancing for Tricia Brown. Right. Um,
1: well, because ballet is like a high impact sport. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your days really are numbered in, in the system that we know here. I mean, there are ways of existing as a dancing Ballet practitioner. I look at Wendy. I
0: look at like the, the work that Wendy did post and I'm, you know, it's, there's. Well,
1: even like in, in Europe, you know, you stay inside of the ballet structure and sometimes you move into life as a character artist. And mm-hmm. there are, there are in some environments roles on stage for, for people of advanced age. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's just not really so much in the United States. We don't have a culture in that way. Cause right. in the United States, like once you're you know, in your late thirties in most situations, they're like, you should go. You should get out of here.
0: What's Bobby's (laughs) next question?
1: Okay. So Bobby's next question is actually a voice, voice memo. Is that how those are called? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to play it and you'll hear it. Okay.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey Reed. I wanted to ask you another question and feel free to also Uh, add this to the podcast as a older dancer um, looking to go back to school um, when you first did this adventure um, when you went to FIT was it scary or was your wish for knowledge or maybe for what you want to, to do with that knowledge Was that bigger than the fear of going to school? Um, I feel like my situation to go to school is quickly approaching. And so I'm really coming to grips with that because this will be a three year adventure for me. Okay.
1: Did you hear that? I
0: did. I'm, I'm looking forward to your answer.
1: Um, You should have absolutely no fear about going to school because as I've said, you know, school is not the end of something and then the like hard beginning of something else. It's just an extension towards something else. So there's no need to cancel the rest of your life to go Mm -hmm. back to school. Mm -hmm. You can go to school in addition to the other things that your life already is. So Mm -hmm. think of school as a kind of like as just another layer to who you already are and what you already do. Um, I would recommend, as I have done, finding situations where you don't have to to completely disrupt your life to go back to school. I mean, for some people that works very well to separate from where you are and just focus only on school for a period of time. But that's not the only way.
0: And there you go. Does that seem good? That sounds totally correct. And I, I I think that can be true for anything or any kind of training. I mean, again, I mean, if I think about when I decided to get certified in Pilates through a place that was really going to be more about physical therapy, movement, re-education, or I mean, I learned how to teach an advanced Cadillac, but it was also really, oh, oh wow this This person has frozen shoulder. What do you do? Um right. the everything I got by getting a very full anatomy training, a very full biomechanic training, a very full special populations training, um extended into my work, into my the work I was making as a choreographer um and certainly has extended into my role as a teacher. Um so and these things extend in interesting ways as well. I mean uh that that are might be even different from or I would or rather say that the focus of what you learn might broaden something that you are that you already have.
1: Totally. And I mean if we're looking at the nuts and bolts of it, you know Bobby, what you're going to want to do is look into low res programs for undergraduate courses. You can, you can do a lot online, which has expanded even more because of pandemic. You can, you can do undergraduate degrees over longer periods of time in order to make sure you have time to work and do your adult life. So there's many ways to do this. And obviously, Bobby, you can call, you can call me, Bobby, you can call me um okay so that's bobby we have one more question and this question is going to be a patreon uh cliffhanger so you will be able to get the answer to this question if you uh sign up for our patreon um so i'm gonna ask the question and then then we're gonna and
0: and then we're gonna answer it but we're gonna cut it out (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's right. We're going to answer it, but you're not going to hear it. You're not going to hear it. Uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Okay. This is, because, because this is a special thank you to our Patreons. Thank you. Thank, special you, for, thank you for supporting Anyways, us.
1: But thank you, Caitlin and Bobby, for your amazing questions today. Thank Other you, listeners, Drew, write in. Thank you, Drew, Wendy, and Heather, for your amazing answers. Thank you, Jack and Reed, for, for our sure, amazing sure. answers. Sure. Okay. Our last question comes from hot dr scott
0: hot dr <laughs> scott
1: um i'm new to dance what are the top five dances of all time i should watch to get acquainted
0: well well ladies and other you can we love you <laughs> at we loves you and patreons enjoy uh and, and please write in your questions uh for next week uh we loves you very much and um uh, hot doctors, God, and, 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 and Patreon's—we're coming for you in just a moment.
1: If you're in Texas, you know, best wishes.
0: Okay. Hi, dance
1: and stuff listeners. This is Margaret Fuhrer. I'm the editor and producer of the Dance Edit Podcast. Like you, we love Reed and Jack over at the Dance Edit, and if you get especially excited when they turn into journalists and do reporting, we think you might like our podcast too. The Dance Edit podcast is a weekly dance news show. It's hosted by me and three other editors from Dance Media. We work on Dance Magazine and Dance Spirit and Point. And every Thursday, we discuss and sometimes yell a little bit about the week's top dance news stories, and then we interview one of the dance artists who's shaping the news. And our recent interview guests have actually included a few dance and stuff friends. We've had Kyle Abraham, we've had Lloyd Knight. Basically, we've built a nice little nerdy community, and we hope you'll join it. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and at thedanceedit.com slash podcast.